Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a weekly movie review podcast. Each episode we take a look at movies of 20 years ago. We hope you enjoy our show and encourage you to participate in discussion on social media or email about the episode or any episode you've listened to. If you enjoy listen to, listening to us, drop us a review at iTunes or on your favorite podcast app and share your favorite episode with your friends. I'm Steve. And I'm Ryan. And we're back for... I don't know, a week or so, probably. <laughs> hey, I watched this movie, so we were going to do the stupid podcast. We watched this movie, and nec- I- I'm going to watch the next one tomorrow. Yeah, I got to watch it, because I'm making my daughter watch it with me, because I'm like, maybe she'll enjoy it. Oh, God, hopefully somebody will. Um, we are going to kind of go back to our original concept, and our original concept was, was movies of 20 years ago, and, and you've made the good point of we started in 98 with some shit movies. And then there was 99, and it was like, this is the movies we really want to get to. And then we just bailed. Mm-hmm. And now we're back with some shit movies again. Yeah. We, we missed, like, one of the best years known to man for movies. And now we are starting in just when I was like, ooh, maybe The Mummy Returns won't be bad. That shows the, you know, level of movie lineup that we have coming up to us. Yeah. No, um, when we looked at the at what's coming up, and, and you're right, we have The Mummy Returns is in there in a few weeks, and, and we're just sitting there going, that might be the best movie we're going to watch in the first few weeks. Yeah. So that says something for you. Today's movie, um, the, what, the best way to describe it is the way you did. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. The movie just exists. Yep. It, it exists to be there. Yeah. And that movie is... The 2001 blockbuster hit of Blow. I, I think if you take away the blockbuster part of that and hit, then you got it. The 2001 movie? Yeah, Blow. Blow. Okay, that's a good way of putting it, yeah. Because um, much like the movie, I don't think it made money and I don't think it lost money. It just kind of existed again. It was just kind of there, yeah. As a matter of fact, and we'll get to that point in a minute. Its budget was fifty three million, and it made fifty three million. See, yeah, so it's just it just existed. It is, yeah, you know, if this movie was a spice, it'd be flour. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I like that idea. Um, so a box, a look at the box office twenty years ago today, or twenty years ago, the week of this release, showed that the number one movie. This this tells you a lot. The number one movie at that time was Spy Kids. And the number four movie, the number four movie, is Pokemon Three. <laughs> I mean, what does that tell you about the movies in the theaters twenty years ago this week? Yeah, you know, I I remember Spy Kids wasn't bad. Yeah, it's okay, but it made. I mean, it came. It was sitting number one in its second release in its second week. Number two was Along Came a Spider. Oh God, the um. Like, when Alex Cross novels were big. Yeah, they were big there for a little bit. And then number three is, is this one, Blow. Mm-hmm. Um, New Line Cinema. We've talked about New Line Cinema again uh, before, about how it just kind of stopped existing. You know? It made some... It, it actually made some good movies came out of New Line back in the day. Yeah, I mean, that's where Lord of the Rings was. Um, Austin Powers... The Ninja Turtles? <laughs> the Ninja Turtles? Hey, I love the first two Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And then you get into number three and it gets a little weird. But, um, So, you know, you're looking at it and, and, and its first week, again, 17.9 million. And when you consider the entire film, made 53 million. Yeah. And it made 18 million in its first week. Yeah. <sighs> It's not a great run from here on out. No. <laughs> like I said, it was just kind of there. And, like, I remember seeing it 20 years ago. Now, when I watched it again, I did not remember a thing about it. It right. was like I just been watching it for the first time. But I know I had seen it before. Yeah, I, I somewhat remember some parts of it. Mm-hmm. And so I must have seen it. But I think it was just not something that really fit onto my cultural mind. Yeah. Like, and I don't I remember think, it and I don't care. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if there are still, like, blockbusters out there and I was in charge of that, um, make, making sections, I would make a section of 
um, Johnny Depp Johnny Depp biopic movies that everybody was excited for, but just kind of were blah. Because it'd be, be there. It would be um, where he when he played Whitey uh, Bulger. Mm-hmm. Whitey Bulger and yeah. um, Public Enemies. Oh yeah, that one was not great. That yeah, and like had- I was so excited about that one. Yes. Michael Mann, Johnny Depp, Christian Bale, and I was just like, oh. Okay. Yeah, that movie I was really excited about. I remember that movie, and I was sitting there thinking that it would be such a good movie, and then I saw it, and I, was, I walked out of the theater and went, well, I mean, I saw a movie, so. Yeah. The only yeah. the only biopic that I can think of that was really good was Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco was good. Yeah. I did enjoy that one. Um, so, I mean, the plot synopsis is not that difficult for this. He's a cocaine dealer. Mm-hmm. A big cocaine dealer, as a matter of fact. Yeah, if you had cocaine in the 80s, you probably got it from him. You probably, somewhere along the line, it came from him. You're right. Um, it's it's the story of a man by the name of George. Is, is his last name Young or Jung? I don't I think Young. I think it's Young. Um, yeah, Mr. Young. And, you know, he actually starts out small as just like a, a pot dealer. Um, with Pee Wee Herman. With Pee Wee Herman, correct. And eventually grows to become um, a, a major cocaine dealer on the West Coast, working with Pablo Escobar, of all people. Um, yeah, that was that was an interesting cameo from Cliff Curtis. <laughs> he wasn't in it for long. No, he just kind of shows up. It's like, all right, you'll work. I mean, he showed up. He had a guy killed. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of his role. You know, Cliff Curtis at, like, the turn of the century, the guy that played him, he was really good at just showing up in movies for, like, one or two scenes, and you're like, this guy's really cool. And then that's all he did. Yeah. No, he was, I mean, if you look at Cliff Curtis right around the turn of the century, you know, you're looking at Three Kings, which wasn't a great movie, but, you know. But then you're also looking at Training Day, The Majestic, Collateral Damage. Yeah. I mean... It's not like they're bad movies, but again, it's mostly just oh, there he is, and then he's gone. He remind he reminds me of the um like guy on a baseball team that's like a five hundred team, mm-hmm. but he's you know their pinch hitter that comes in and he's like batting like six hundred. Oh yeah, in those situations. Yeah, uh, you know the the baseball team isn't great, but you can look at it and go, oh, there's Curtis is coming to the plate today. That's cool. He's gonna yeah, pinch hit today. but it. But if he has more than like that one swing, then it's not as good. His average goes down to like one fifty. Yeah, yeah. What any any start that he's in, he only hits like one fifty. You're right. But when he comes in and pinch hits, yeah, he's back. Because wasn't he in like the awful Airbender movie too? I I don't even know what movie you're talking about. <laughs> that movie does not exist. No, he was in that. Yeah, he was actually one of the Fire Lords. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, was he was he the dad or was he like the uncle? I can't remember which one he was, honestly. I, I I try my best to block that movie out. Yeah, I, you know at the end of Pi when he just like drills into his head to forget everything he's learned about God and everything from that yeah, movie? Yeah, that's about that movie. Yeah, that's what I did with Last Airbender. I'm yeah. like, nope, not remembering this. Don't remember this movie at all. Um, uh, looking at his IMDb page, he's in Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Oh, Paramount, God bless you. You guys were so, you know, <laughs> hopeful for that movie. Yeah. Par- uh, Avatar 5 will be out in 2028, it says. Uh-huh. <laughs> By then, no one will care. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so so basically this movie, I mean, it, again, he's, he's just basically a, a pot dealer. He's basically, actually, to be fair, he starts out as a pot head. Yeah. And becomes kind of a pot dealer. And from there kind of grows. He gets arrested, goes to jail, at which point he meets a guy in jail. That's like, you're thinking too small. Yeah, who's like, you're doing pot, you need to be doing coke. Um, and he kind of meets him that way. And at one point I think he says something to the effect of, you know, prison was an education for me. I came in with a bachelor in in marijuana and left with a doctorate in cocaine or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he leaves and, and meets up with this guy afterwards and he's like, yeah, let's do, let's do coke dealing. And 
boom, and that's where the movie like kind of, I don't want to say takes off, because that's not the right way of putting it. The movie never takes off. No. But that's where it changes from small time to, to big time pot dealer, coke dealer. But he's like, but that part, it's only like 20, 30 minutes as well. Yeah. Because then like all of his friends screw him over. You're like, oh, okay, he's going to get like revenge and it's going to be like bloody and everything. No. And he's just like, all right, I made $60 million. So I'll spend time with my um, daughter. Which his daughter doesn't really give a shit about him. Well, you know, yeah. she does. She does come back and care about him for a while. And then he gets busted again. And, uh, you know, when I watched Two more it, times. Yeah, a few more times. But the one time he promised her... Because he and, and Penelope Cruz, who, again, you know, honestly, I have nothing to say about Penelope Cruz in this movie. She was nothing. I mean, the thing about this movie is, other than um, Fonca Patente, mm-hmm. every single female in this movie were horrible people. And that was such a cliche of movies like this because you know the it's very evident that this movie was trying to be goodfellas or like scorsese light and failing miserably but oh, yeah. all those movies they always just had the most shrill you know women caricatures and like his mom played by rachel griffiths who's a great actress she is was horrible yep and then like he had a um love of his life and he's like don't let us end up like them and then her nose bleeds so she was dead within you know the next two scenes because yeah, once, once your scenes. nose bleed or you cough you're gonna be dead yep she was dead two scenes later he gets he, he gets he's going to prison and he's like don't worry you can just wait for me for a year and she's like no i'm gonna die and then she dies yeah and then he marries penelope cruz who is a horrible person and oh yeah you know um just wants to have like i guess the cocaine kingpin lifestyle she didn't really like just being a family woman so she she's like high as like he gets in trouble like two more times because they do pot at the um i mean do coke at his party yeah and he gets in trouble and then they're like on the car that once and it starts swerving and then she gets out and it's like he's wanted he's wanted yeah they bust him there yeah i like she is horrible and it's that movie that just like like i said every single female character has to be painted as a shrew, horrible person. Yeah, like you said, the only one that wasn't was Franca Patente, who played and, his first love. Yeah, and the reason she wasn't is she was destined to die. So yeah. either you're a horrible woman, or you're there to love him and then die. And yeah. so you give him a tragic backstory. So, But, okay, this guy was a coke dealer, right? Yeah, not, not just a, a very small-time bad coke, coke dealer. dealer. Yeah. So the movie wants us to have sympathy for him at the end? And that's what I was getting to, yeah. And I don't? No. Like, it gets... It tries to want you to have sympathy to him about not seeing his child, right? Yeah. His daughter didn't want to see him again. Good! That's probably a smart thing for her. Yeah, but on top of that, it's like... If I really start to think back about it, at the one point when he gets busted the last time, he has promised his daughter he's going to take her to California. And then he gets busted, and he's like, the thing that makes me the most sad was I had to break my promise to my daughter, and all this other stuff. And so I started thinking about that for a few minutes, and I go, wait a minute. He had told her to pack his bags, or to pack her bags. He said, I'll take care of your mom. Don't worry about her, because she's not going to let me go. She's not going to let you go, but I'll take care of that. Was he planning to kidnap his own daughter? No, I think he was just going to, like, pretty much buy off the wife because i don't think she really wanted the daughter probably but she i think she just used the daughter as a way to get money okay so i think he was just, he did that last like so he was going to give her the millions and say i want yeah. the daughter you have the millions yeah okay okay that but changes yeah, it a little bit but not much i still don't have sympathy for the man yeah but i i kind of thought originally he was like because he had talked about she said something like i have to go to school and he's like there's schools in california Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, is he just going to, like, grab her and run? Yeah. But that might make sense if he tries to pay her off and then the wife off and yeah. take the daughter. That's the way I was assuming is he'd be like, here's $6 million, you know, give me the daughter. I mean, I still don't have sympathy for him. No, I, I don't have sympathy because he was a Coke dealer. <laughs> <laughs> he was He was, like, what introduced Coke to America. Yeah. He was a Coke dealer. That, you know, also made his money off of, like, 
doing <laughs> like being a giant pot dealer. It's like okay, maybe yeah. I would have had sympathy for him at that point because it's pot and it's not that big a deal. But yeah, he got into coke and brought it into America. <laughs> Probably hundreds of people were dead in his wake. Well, he got into coke not just not just kind of into coke. He got into coke with Pablo Escobar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you just don't have sympathy for him. And again, this movie was so derivative of. Oh. Scorsese, it's, it was. It's just sad. Like I remember when I started it out, like they started out with him as a kid, and I'm like, why don't they just say, even from a young age, I knew I wanted to be a coke dealer, and then like go into it. But then in two seconds later, Ray Liotta, the star of Goodfellas, shows up. I'm like, you've got to be kidding! <laughs> you can't get any more derivative than having him show up. But here's the thing, because this is a trope that Scorsese movies do a lot. You see it in Goodfellas. You see it in Casino. You see it in Wolf of Wall Street. But all those movies, Scorsese never makes you want to sympathize with the mobsters or no. the the guy stealing the money. DiCaprio is a joke in Wolf of Wall Street. Nobody is like, that dude's cool. No. No. And, I'd, and want as, as money, viewer, I'd want his life, but yeah. he's not cool. As a viewer, you're not sitting there looking at DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street going, man, I want to hang out with that dude. That dude is cool. Yeah, exactly. You're like, all these people are giant idiots. Yeah, more or less, yes. And you're right about the other about the other movies, too. None of his main characters you, you sympathize with and want to hang out with. Yeah. You might understand them, but it's yeah. not, you don't, you're not at the end, it's like, you know, I kind of feel sorry for Henry Hill that he had to go into a witness protection. It's like, no, the guy murdered people, was part of the mafia, and then got into drug dealing. Yeah, and you just don't know. It's like, do you, on this particular movie, did they want us to care about this character? Like, are you supposed to care about George Young? Oh, I think you were supposed to. I think you're supposed to feel really bad for him at the end when he's an old man in prison. And and hallucinates his daughter there? Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him at any point in this movie. Mm -mm. I see where they tried to do it. There was a couple times they really tried to, like, ram it home to you. Like, hey, if you don't care by now, here's more, you know? Yeah. But it never worked for me. <laughs> yeah, because, like, there's parts of it's like, yeah, if that would happen to me, I'd be pissed. Like, with the wife and, like, his best friend's screwing him over and everything yeah. but again like i know this is based on a true story but mm -hmm. i was just waiting for something to happen with that you know did you just notice that like there was no build-up of action or suspense or anything in this i you know the one like for example you talk about the best friend that screwed him over when he showed up at that island I know it's based on a true story, so you can't just have, like, this big gun shootout and everything else, but I expected more than what happened. Yeah, it I thought, like, like, there was more coming. I thought he was going to go back to, like, Pablo and be like, you didn't like this guy. I don't like him either. And then, Take like, him out. Yeah, I thought they were all going to get taken out, you know? Yeah, I thought he's just going to go narc on him, for lack of a better way of saying it, you know? Yeah, because in these movies, there's supposed to be that scene where everybody gets, like, whacked. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. That's maybe part of this movie is you're left wanting. Yeah, it was like the um, it's like the drug kingpin story with the smallest body count ever. Yeah, there's one guy gets killed on screen. That's it. Yeah, one guy. And like the only person that like was in his circle that gets killed was by cancer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know exactly what happened to Tuna, his friend at the beginning. He just well, by the size of him, I'm saying heart attack. Probably. Or or he traveled back in time a couple years and remembered that he needs to go find that schooner at the mall. Yeah. On the Actually, now he's all, he's all skinny now, too. I know he is. He is. I, I admit that. I, I saw a picture of him because I looked it up. I was like, wait a minute. Isn't that the guy from Mallrats? Uh, William, yeah, I think it was his And I was like, oh, my God, it is him. But he looks a lot different now. <laughs> yeah, he's like ripped now. Yeah. So if you're overweight and super fat, talk to that dude. He knows how to yeah. fix it. Maybe he'll show you the sailboat. Maybe. The schooner, damn it. <laughs> um, but, you know, you do have in this movie two 
the two main characters are, are, are fairly big names in, in Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz. Yeah. And I thought both Especially of their... This was like Penelope Cruz at her biggest. Yeah. I thought both of their acting performances were just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Depp, I think you and I talked about this. I, I think this is back when he was still in, in some of the troubles he was in. This and, is before his like creative resurgence yeah. with pirates where he was like the biggest star for like 10 years. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't know if he was method acting or if he was just coked up the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he was gravitated to this role too. <laughs> maybe it was, maybe he personally knew George young. Yeah. He's like, he's a good guy. Hey, he's still alive. Oh, he is. Yeah, I looked him up. Actually, I looked up his uh, his Wikipedia page. Yeah, he's out of prison now, and his daughter still has nothing to do with him. Which good for you if you're listening to this podcast, daughter of George Young. Yeah. Also, if George Young listens to this, please don't send anybody after us. I don't think he would because in the movie he doesn't send anybody after anybody. No, he he was like just like I said, he just let things happen to him. Yeah, he, he did. He was very passive in this movie for a drug dealer most certainly i mean i expect drug dealers to go after people and he didn't no like when paul rubens was like he found out paul rubens was part of the one that kind of screwed him over he was like meh okay well he made an angry phone call and then threw the phone on the floor that was it yeah that was it and, and then when had sex happened, with said, there was like no cause and effect there was just no. causes yeah there's no effect that happened through the entire movie. The only it's effect like, was that one guy that Pablo Escobar killed. Yeah. Just like things happen and then other things happen and then he goes to jail and then he skips out on bail and then he goes to jail. And who was dumb enough to let him go on bail the second time? That was the Illinois court, wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So then. that kind of makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, the movie was... Again, it was just kind of there the whole time. And at the end of the movie, I, I I turned it off, and I just went, okay. I watched a two-hour movie. Okay. Didn't feel any different. Didn't have any great thoughts about it. I just knew I watched a two-hour movie and was like, eh, that was fine. Yeah. And here's the thing. You could tell that when this movie was originally being made, that they had high hopes for, like, Oscar. Oh, yeah. Definitely an Oscar movie. But then they saw it and they moved it to April. So you could tell that after they saw it, they knew that wasn't happening. But it just had all the Oscar checklist down. Oh, it did. It absolutely did. And I think you're right. It got stuck into April because they watched it at at screening and went, oh, shit. Yeah, they're like, okay, so should we really start um, planning a best picture campaign for this? And does Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz need to do it? And they're like, all right, let's save our money. Yeah, yeah, no, they they probably sent, like, I don't know. Let's see, I'm looking at the IMDb page. They sent Brantley Bush, who was FBI waiter number three on the tour, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry, Brantley. Pretty cool dude, I'm betting, but. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I mean, like, but it, I just felt like the gears of, like, let's make an Oscar movie we're turning in this. Okay, so what do we need to do? We need to get a really big method actor. Okay, let's mm-hmm. get Johnny Depp. Let's get another big actress in there. Okay, let's get um, Penelope Cruz. Um, we need some. We need to have a tragic childhood backstory. Oh, let's get Ray Liotta. Now, let's. You know, you and I talked about this, and it skips ahead a little bit because it skips ahead to champion of the film, which we have in a few minutes. But Ray Liotta is really the only person who takes this movie seriously. Yeah, because he's like, I've been here before. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah, and he's probably the best actor in the movie. He's the only one you care about. They're just going through their motions. And I thought Paul Rubens would do more because this was his chance not to be Pee Wee Wee Herman. Yeah, he didn't. But he was just kind of stereotypical gay hairdresser slash drug kingpin. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing to his character at all. And I was waiting for, like, there to be some kind of spin on one of the two things. It was like, 
maybe he's you know very masculine and isn't like the gay hairdresser and he's just pretending to be for his drug kingpin or no you know, he just was exactly he's, that, he's actually scary no it was just he was two cliches in one yeah he was exactly what you saw him there was no depth to his character at all yeah so we talked about kind of what are the thoughts in the film but uh, <laughs> here's the here's a good question does this film hold up for 20 years later no it wasn't good then well so in that case it does because it sucked <laughs> yeah. then. And it, well, here's the thing. 20 years ago, it must have been unremarkable because I don't remember it. And a week from now, I'm not going to remember it either. So it's still unremarkable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it just, like I said, one of my favorite movies is Goodfellas. I love yeah. that. I love, um, there's a lot of movies that do this same kind of, you know, you go through the same motions. That it starts uh-huh. out. And you see the kid's life, and then you see when they're really high, and they get married, and then it's like the slow downfall where you know everything starts going bad, and it ends with them usually learning a lesson, or you know they're to the point where it's like, well, I don't want to be a drug kingpin. So I mean, like it followed that along, but it was just so boring and just so like I could have stopped the movie halfway through, and I could have figured out it. Now I don't know if I would have been like they're going to try to make him like a tragic hero. Cause I don't know if I would have gone that way, but I could have predicted most of it's like, okay, well he's going to get really big and then the cops are going to figure out and he's going to go to jail and his um, marriage is going to go to hell and they're going to yell at each other at one point and there's going to be kids and the kids are going to be traumatized because they're yelling and they're horrible parents and you know, people are going to get killed and he's going to get right. paranoid. And, you know, that happens in every movie. Sure. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, if it holds up in the way of it wasn't good then, it's still not. I guess it holds up, but yeah. I not tell anybody to ever watch this. No, I mean, I'm not going to sit here on the podcast or even to my friends and be like, you know what movie you should watch tonight? Blow. Blow I don't think really anybody's good. ever said that. No. No, I don't think anybody said that. When I made this, when I made this list of the first few movies, I looked at this and went, oh, boy. And I, with with some of the movies, that was my reaction. But with, with Blow, it was more of a reaction of, okay, eh, guess that's a movie. We can watch that. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw that one, I'm like, okay. I remember it not being bad. I mean, it still got, isn't we've got still a isn't come bad. Out. It's just. Yeah, no, it, it just is. And, like, it, I, I don't even know if this movie, is. there's some movies it's like, I think there's a movie that's in there good, but I don't know if this one is. No, I don't think it is. You know what this reminds me of? What? Jack's Pizza. Okay, in that you have pizza, but it's not really anything impressive? Yeah, it's pizza. It nourishes you if you really want pizza, but, you know, don't have much money, you can get it. Okay. But there's nothing, you can't make a Jack's Pizza better either. This is true. And that's what this is, because I'm not, you know, there's a lot of movies like, well, maybe if they would have recast this role and this could have been good, or maybe they would have done this a little different. The way they did this one, I just don't think there's a good movie in there. No, I don't think there is. And you know what else is not good about this movie? Speaking of not being a good movie, the hair. You mentioned (laughs) it, and I had to pay attention to it. The hair just gets worse and worse and worse as the movie goes on. They should have called it Wig the Movie. Wig the Movie. Yeah, that would have done well. Um, I think most of Johnny Depp's um, like acting choices was based on what weird ass hairstyle he had at the time. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And like when then you see the actual guy though, you're like, okay, the hair was right, I guess. I mean, it worked, but it was still very distracting on <laughs> most of those people. It really was. Um, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go with that. He was in it. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've pretty much determined that the film does or doesn't hold up, depending on your definition of does it hold up. Was there a best scene in this movie? Um, I don't know. I think the part that made me laugh the most is the very beginning, which was literally just Goodfellas but with blow. Yeah. But that that made me laugh because I'm like, oh, no, they're just going for it. Okay. You mean the whole flashback scene and all that? Yeah, just because, like, the way Goodfellas starts is, like, it's, you know, he's 
uh, adult and like they open the trunk and it's him, Joe Pesci, and Robert De Niro. And they just start stabbing the hell out of this guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, and he slams it. He's like, ever since I was a kid, I knew I wanted to be a gangster. This one starts out with, you know, him as like an adult sitting at that table. Yeah. And like it, there's the voiceover. He's like, ever since I was I'm a, a kid. cocaine dealer. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god! And then, like, like I said, then it goes back into the past, like they do in Goodfellas, and then freaking Ray Liotta shows up. <laughs> and I just start laughing, I'm like, oh no, they are going for this one. Okay, I so I'm not gonna lie that that's good. I will actually give it. I think my favorite scene was the thing with Pablo Escobar because okay. that was from a movie that was more enjoyable. Okay, yeah, it could have really the movie could have gone a different direction from there. It really yeah. could have. It didn't, but it could have. My favorite. And it would have been nice if it would have. Yeah, no kidding. My favorite scene is about the only time you do feel sorry for the character, and that's when his wife announces that she's going to die. Yeah. Because I, I, there was a little bit of true tender emotion there, and this and that and the other. It was fleeting. It lasted about a minute and a half, but it was there, and so. In a movie of nothingness, I guess I have to go with that. I I, I was always a fan of that actress, too, because she was really good in Run, Lola, Run. Mm-hmm. And then she made this, and then she was in, like, Born Identity. And then she kind of disappeared, and all of a sudden she shows up in, like, Conjuring 2. I'm like, oh, my God, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, she, you know, she, I was just looking at her. She kind of went to TV there for a while, didn't she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think she's one of the best, like, just girlfriends from, like, action movies. Because they're never good parts. They're very thankless parts. But her and Born Identity, you actually liked her. Yeah. And you you could see what, like, how she was helping Matt Damon. So I really liked her in that and her little cameo in the second one, too. Yeah. Born Identity, I think, is, is my favorite role of hers. I, I mean, she was good in Run, Lola, Run. but I was about to say, it's Lola. I love the Run, Lola, Run. Yeah, I know. I just have a thing for the born identity, you know. Yeah, I do too. And and she was really good in that. She was better than uh, uh, what's her name, the one that never really gets flushed out. The the girl who's that? Oh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Yeah, she's better than that because Julia Stiles' character never gets flushed out in that movie. It's just, I think like Julia Stiles is like, do I get to go to Paris for two weeks? Okay, sign okay. me up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, what's the worst scene in the movie? Um, the rest of the hour, 58 minutes. I, I would say, cause like, like I said, at the end, it was kind of pissing me off. I'm like, they're trying to make him a sympathetic, dramatic character. So I think like everything when like the, especially the very end where it's like, he is serving so many years, he will not be out in prison. And then like fades out and says his daughter never visited. I'm like, good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. So, yeah, I, I think the last 20 minutes where because before that, at least they're like, fun, you know, coke parties and, you know, crazy, crazy stuff like this and blah, blah, blah. He I was think, a very sad person. Yeah. feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him. I think you're right. Yeah, the last 20 minutes is the worst scene. They tried so hard to make you care, and you just couldn't. Even, even at the end when they try to hit you in the face with – the care stick, they somehow miss you. And, like, was he, like, did he have Alzheimer's in the end and he thought she was there, or was it just, like, wishful thinking? I don't know. That was never really played out. Because the cop's like, yeah, yeah, George, sure. <laughs> Come, Come on, on, George. And is he the only prisoner in this whole prison? I think he's the only one allowed to have a farm. Yeah, he, he was just <laughs> gardening all by himself. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a good... 40 square feet of emptiness behind him. Although I have to admit, if I have to go to prison, if you let me be the gardener guy and be all by myself, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, for he me, has, the worst... like, his personal guard. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. For me, the worst scene, honestly, and you touched on it earlier, was when he and Penelope Cruz's character were in the car, and she tries to be like, why don't you ever have sex with me? And she, like, climbs on him and makes him almost crash the car. And then yeah, she that gets was out, and She's too. like... He's wanted, you know. That that scene felt so. The acting in that scene felt so forced. Oh, it did. Like that was the scene where she's like, "This is gonna be my 
you know, Oscar reel. This is what they're going to show when I'm nominated. God, it was bad. I mean... Like I said, she was really bad. The mom was really bad, and I liked the actress. And she's just trying to do this really bad, like, Jersey accent, but I'm pretty sure she was from Boston. Yeah. It was a weird accent. Uh Uh-huh. And then, like... Like, she's just this horrible person that keeps coming and going, and just, yeah, everything about her, you're just like, I hate this character. And like I said, it's just, that is not her fault itself, it's the fault that all these movies had that. You know, there's always the wet blanket or shrew wife or mom. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, So... Who was the champion of the film, if there is one? I mean, there has to be one, because we have to give it. I'd, I'd say Ray Liotta. I mean, he's... he's him or one. Cliff Curtis. I might give it to Cliff Curtis, too, because his one scene was interesting. His one scene was good, and honestly, I think you're right. I think I was going to give it to Ray Liotta as well, but thinking about Cliff Curtis, his scene could have changed the movie. It didn't, but it could have. And his was the yeah, only like, character that was really believable. I just wanted it to be like a like Narcos, but twenty years before Narcos, starring sure. Cliff Curtis. I would have rather watched that. Sure, sure. Just take it that direction. Now, again, I know. I think they had. I think they tried way too hard to base this on what happened, as opposed to just be like, you know, some movies are. This is based on a true story in that he owned a dog. Now the rest of John Wick is fake, but he did own a dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Um. I would have, I would have liked that. And I think you're right, Cliff Curtis or Ray Liotta. It's got to be one of the two. Mine was going to be Ray Liotta, but yeah, Cliff Curtis is a good choice too. Mm-hmm. I can't go wrong with either one of them. Would it do well today? No, no. I mean, if you talk about right this very second, if it's the very first movie back in the movie theater, I think people would go watch it just to get out of the house after the pandemic. No, I don't even think people would go see it. Like they were waiting for Godzilla versus Kong because there's movies like this that came out a few weeks before and still didn't do well. True. I mean, I just think it would have done okay in one week, but if you take it yeah. out of that one week, it's it's done. There's nothing. No, but the problem is like if they made it today, they've done it better. They've told Narcos. You yeah, know? they have done it a lot better today. You're right. I mean, so it's TV not even like it, it'd be derivative you could see the seams even more because we have another 20 years of these oscar caliber like pictures that just faded like a wet fart mm-hmm. and you know um so it'd be even worse and the story has been done better it has yeah i mean there are tv shows that do this story better yeah and and that's that's not something you want from a movie that like you said is supposed to be is made to be an academy award winner you don't want to be mm-hmm. like, well, we're going to win an Academy Award. Oh, shit. USA did a TV show better than us. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. Um, but who would you recast as the lead roles? That's tough. Uh, yeah. Sophia Vergara? Yeah. She, For she could do Because I can um, see that. She can, And I... I it's going to be stereotyping, but you talked about the shrill women. She has that voice that would fit. Yeah. But I don't know who think. I'd choose for Johnny Depp. Probably Johnny yeah, Depp I mean, still. Like, yeah, just put Johnny Depp still on it. He de- doesn't age. No, he doesn't. He still looks the same. I, I I don't know if I'd have another one for him. Yeah. And like I said, all the characters are just kind of vanilla, so I can't even think of like, Oh, you know who would be good with this? Because it's like, well, anybody could do it because they just were kind of boring. Yeah, you could literally put almost any actor into that role, and he'd be fine. I'm trying I just, to think of like who's in their like early thirties that would be good in it. I don't know because no, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I I can't think of who would actually be good in this because there just isn't much to it. No, I mean. It's not. It's not requiring a great actor. It doesn't require much of anything. It's. It's like I give you tap water, and I'll be like, "What do you think you should replace this tap water with to be the same?" Like, <laughs> More tap water. It's like colder tap water. I mean, I could put ice in it. I could warm it up a yeah. little bit. But that. That's pretty much the roles in this. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Would you pay to rent this movie? No. 
I'm glad it was on Hulu, so I didn't. Yeah, no, it was on Hulu. I I would not pay to rent this movie, and I don't recommend anybody else to either. No, it's it's just like I said, it's not even memorable. I'll forget that I watched this probably in another week, like you said. Yeah, by the end of this week, I'll forget that I've watched this movie. Because like some like some bad movies we've done, like Blues Brothers 2000, I still remember that movie. Oh yeah, it was bad, but I still remember it. And that and that says something, doesn't it? In that, in some ways, I would rather watch a bad movie than a vanilla movie. Because yeah. at least the bad movie has some entertainment value to where I can sit there and go, wow, that was bad. This one I can go, wow, that was. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is just a movie you're like, okay, yep, I saw it. Don't really, you know, I, I, I saw it like three days ago. I probably have forgotten 90% of the movie. I watched it this morning, and there's like half of it that I don't, I don't remember already. It's, we're talking yeah. like four hours later. Yeah, because like sometimes if you if like someone goes all in and just fails miserably, at least that's interesting. You can talk about it a lot, but our whole thing has just been like, yeah, that, it, it's a movie. It was in focus for the most they part. They had yeah. color. Yeah, they did. They did color on the movie, so that was nice. It had credits and a score. The the music wasn't horrible. I mean, it, again, I can't remember, it was I just there. Remember anything. There was one set of music, and I can't remember when what part of the, the show it was in, but I thought it was okay. I just can't remember what part of the movie it was in. Yeah, so... So, maybe the music didn't even make it memorable. I don't know. Um, so, that's that's really all we have to say about Blow, honestly. It didn't... Yeah. It didn't do it, much for us. It, it kind of blew. It was... Yeah, it was... Yeah. Next week, <laughs> do, do we do we uh, do we go ahead and, and spoil what we're watching next week? Yeah, I think we do. I think we should. Next week, uh, we're going to be watching the great Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> I now, don't know I'm, that I've seen this movie before. I've never seen it, oh. but a friend of mine who is like a big movie guy. Absolutely loves this movie, so I'm kind of curious. Okay. I'm curious how that's going to play out then. Because Because I know there's a very small... Well, nobody saw this movie because, again, all of these movies until, like, The Mummy were financial disasters. Yeah. To put it in perspective, this this made back less... Or or Josie will make back less than half of of what it was shot for. And it wasn't that expensive of a movie. No, no, it's not as bad as as this movie coming up here soon, which they spent ninety million dollars on and made six. Yeah, and when you see that movie, you're like, "Where did the money go? <laughs> where, did the, where did ninety? It had to have gone to the actors, right?" Yeah, but yeah, so we're we're gonna watch Josie and the Pussycats. But there is a small cult for this movie that said it was before its time, and they really like will ride or die for this movie. So I'm kind well, of curious. That's going to be interesting then when we get to that that question, did it hold up? Would you pay yeah. to rent it? If, it? if it is a movie that was before its time, then when we go to watch that and talk about it next week, we'll be able to say, you know what? Yeah, it does hold up, and it actually would have been better today if they had redone it today. I don't know. Yeah. It may not be. Um, and so that'll be next weekend. Um, so the first real... Um, the the first real uh, challenge we're going to run into is in two weekends uh, I have a soccer tournament in Terre Haute and so will we (laughs) will we continue to do the podcast after that because usually a lot of times we would get a break and be like yeah we're done yeah it's like well I had things to do (laughs) so um Oh, uh, and on the 17th, we have that food truck frenzy thing. We can review that at the beginning of that podcast episode. Tell, tell yeah, the best we'll food do it on location game. at the thing. Yeah, <laughs> this will be a live broadcast. From food truck frenzy. At Fairview Park in Decatur, Illinois. I'm sorry you had to even think about that. Um, so, yeah, we do have some... Honestly, we have some garbage coming up, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing: I will make sure we do these movies because oh, they're all if, garbage. Like, if I watch the film and you're like, "No, we're not going to do it," oh, no, you're we gonna have, have to a knock it. at your door at like <laughs> seven o'clock at night, and you're going to see me outside on your ring doorbell 
with my blue snowball mic in my hand, <laughs> being like, no, I watched this. Let's do it right now. <laughs> I mean, honestly, of these movies that are coming up, the one that only made $6 million is the one I'm like, oh, boy. The rest of them are not going to be good, but, like... I don't know. Alert, Crocodile doing... Dundee 3 is really... Yeah, we're doing Crocodile Dundee sweat. 3 coming up, and that's going to be bad. But that's, I'm kind that of looking already forward to it. Night terrors, man. I'm looking forward to it because of how bad that movie is. See, I've never seen that one. Oh, I have. It's been a long time, but I remember seeing it. Yeah. And it was bad. I think we we said everything we needed to say with the first Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, we really did. The The movie that's going to give me night terrors as I start to think ahead is Pearl Harbor. Oh, God, that yeah. movie's bad. <laughs> but I'll let you choose the next, like, what, seven movies after this one? <laughs> but know what the funny thing is? Like, all these movies are just kind of generic or bad. But then, like, I look through. I'm like, God, was there anything good in 2001? But, like, three of my favorite movies actually came out this year. So, really? I mean, there are some good movies. Yeah, that's good. Because that means that we have something to look forward to at least, right? Yeah, because, like, Lord of the Rings at the end of this year. Although we already did hit on that. Lord of the Rings, so we, we probably won't touch that. But, I mean, you're right. I guess it does come out in 2001. Man, that makes me feel old. Yeah. I mean, 20-year anniversary. Yeah. I feel kind of old thinking about that right now. But, I mean, we have some really horrible movies coming out. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking ahead. Yeah, no. There, 2001 was not good. Although Swordfish came out. <laughs> I remember that movie. <laughs> I think I bought it on DVD because I was like, I like Travolta. Yeah. Oh, Laura Didn't, Croft like, Holly Berry get paid so much more to show her breasts? She got paid a lot more to be topless in it, I think. It was, like, the most gratuitous scene ever. She just, like... Puts down the um, laptop and boobs. Yeah, and there they are, and that's all there was to that one. Yeah, you're right. Some of your some of your favorite movies do come out this year, like Cats and Dogs. Yep. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, oh my, there are bad movies this year. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> people are gonna be in for a ride this year. I mean, I don't know if anything is as bad as some of the '98 movies, though. Those were. I mean, oh, like, Dead Rising and Dead well, Rising. I mean, I think the one that killed us for it was um, Lost in Space. Oh, that was just just, so bad. I couldn't make myself watch it again. <laughs> I couldn't either. I think that was the last one we did, or we didn't do it. it was, uh, we we're going into that weekend. We're like, no, we're done. Yeah, because it's like, because I kept saying, I'm like, how about we watch this together? Because I can't do it by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple movies this year that I'll probably watch with with like Bree, for example. I know she watches, you know, like. Legally Blonde, for example, came out in yeah. 2001, you know. Whether we do that or not, I don't know, but, you know. I thought you were going like to see that. Swordfish. <laughs> I don't think I wanted to watch Swordfish. Come um, on, there's a scene where, like, Hugh Jackman gets the blowjob while having to hack something. Which is exactly how every hacker gets paid. Yeah. We all know that. <laughs> exactly. We all, all hackers work better when they're getting blown. Um, so... Um, I really don't have... I, I think we've probably said more than we should about Blow, honestly. Yeah. Let's so, just let's just put that movie back in the case and then nobody ever think of it for another 20 years. Yeah, let's just all forget it exists again. And then... Well, you can tell it's one of those things because I follow a lot of um, movie sites. Mm -hmm. And a lot of movie sites will be like, hey, it's the 10th anniversary of this. It's the 15th anniversary. You know, let's do a behind the scenes or let's do an oral history. Mm -hmm. Nobody mentioned Blow because nobody cared. I don't think anybody remembers it. I think it's no, like you said. they probably don't. I don't. I didn't remember watching it the first time. And I, in a week, I'm going to forget watching it this time. Yep, me too. So, but if you follow me on Letterboxd and you see all these weird, bad movies from 2001... This is know the reason I'm watching this is because of this. Yeah, it's not it's not because you had a hankering for watching these movies from 2001. It's because we're doing our homework. Yep. Yeah, it's the, I wasn't like, know what I feel like watching for comfort films? Mediocre films from the turn <laughs> of the century. I, I was really feeling bad this week, so I decided to turn on Rush Hour 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... 
Or Captain Corelli's mandolin, you know. Oh God! <laughs> I think isn't Penelope Cruz in that too? I think she is. Like, I think this was the year. This was about the time, like you mentioned, where she was in every third movie for a while. Yeah, because she was also in Vanilla Sky, and yep. um, she's she in a lot of stuff. Then, then she won her Oscar and kind of went away. I think she won her Oscar and was like, "That's it, I'm done. I'm not putting up with this bullshit again." Like she, I don't know, I don't know what all she's done since then. Honestly, I, I don't either. Uh, let's see here. Oh, she's actually in lots of movies, but it looks like she. It looks like she's in a lot of Spanish language movies. Okay, so she just went back home. Yeah. Like since, let's see, she was in Zoolander two. <laughs> Woo! Yay! But even before that, a lot of Spanish language movies. The last time. She, she wasn't in lots of Spanish language movies was when she did the last movie she did before that was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So that, you know, uh, that's the depressing look at Penelope Cruz's career. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. So, but, all right. Yeah. Come back next week to see if we actually like Josie and the Pussycats or we go further into, like, <laughs> insanity? It could be fun. We could go fully insane by the end of this year. And actually, it could it be a week-by-week week watch of us declining into it. <laughs> yeah, by the end, we're going to be like Marlon Brando from Apocalypse Now. Yeah. <laughs> just We're just going to be in the, like, corner just talking about random nonsense. Yeah, which I feel like we've just done for 50 minutes. Yeah. No, that's going to be after Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Oh, God. Please tell me we're not going to watch that one. (laughs) No. Okay. Because that that might be our killer there. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's all I have on this one. And that's all anybody should ever talk about this one. So let's not celebrate Blow. Yep. Blow is done. And... um, Say no to drugs. Drugs are bad. Exactly. And say oh. no to drugs. Say no to movies about drugs, too. Especially most with of Johnny Depp in them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all we have for this episode. So we'll talk to you next week. I'm Steve. And I'm Ryan. Thanks a lot.